Hey, how are things? This is Mark here from the Clockwork Junkie podcast, and you're more than welcome to a mental health awareness talk. Um, thank you for joining the talk. I am watching this live with you, so feel free to leave a comment below and I can get back to you in real time. Um, as a lot of people know, I suffered from depression for 10 years um, and eventually I got better. Depression is a lot of different things within the mental health scope. Um, there's so many mental health issues, depression only being one of them. Um, when you decide to do a talk on mental health awareness, I decided to do it broadly as opposed to one particular type of mental health. But also, there's so many different topics to talk about, um, particularly if you've suffered for 10 years. And you have to narrow down what you want to speak about and maybe give a few points on each thing that you want to speak about. And that's what I'm going to do here today. I'm going to make it very um, straightforward. Um, and I might have said, I might be saying some points that perhaps you haven't heard before. I certainly haven't heard other people saying them before. Um, but there are things that I feel might help your understanding of mental health if you do or don't have it. And perhaps ways that might help you to encourage yourself to get out of mental health or to quote unquote, help fix yourself. Um, not that I think in particular suffering from mental health is that you're broken, um, although it does feel like that at times. So this talk is, uh, I've entitled, um, Blame, Shame and Playing the Game. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to touch on those three topics and give examples of what I mean and explain what those topics mean in relation to mental health uh, I'm sure as I'm speaking about it, a lot of people will go, yeah, that happened to me. I feel like this. Um, some people might realize during this talk that this is the way they've been feeling. Um, and I hope maybe at the end of it that I might um, have helped somebody learn a little bit more about themselves or indeed help somebody who lives with someone suffering from mental health um, to understand it a bit more. Um, I think that even if you don't suffer from mental health, that this talk might have some benefit to you. Um, so again, thank you for taking the time to listen to my talk. Um, it's much appreciated. And again, I am watching this live now, so feel free to say hi. So I suppose the first topic to talk about is blame. Um, everybody has been blamed for something or blamed somebody else. We all know what the word means, but I have here just for uh, and the, in the Oxford Dictionary, it says blame as a verb and a noun. And I'd just like to read out really quickly what it says, because I think it's important. So blame in the verb, it says feel or declare that someone or something is responsible for a fault or a wrong. And then the noun would be responsibility for fault or wrong. And in brackets is his players had to take the blame for the defeat. So Blame is a really, really strange um, concept. Uh, every single person who has ever been alive at some stage has blamed somebody for their shortcoming. Everybody. Sometimes we do it not realizing, other times we do it because it's easier for us to blame somebody or something rather than to look at ourselves as being the issue. Uh, and although that probably sounds on the face of it like a bad thing, I think it's a good thing. Um, so let's say, for example, you had a goal and it's absolutely irrelevant what the goal is. So you have a goal and you know there are certain things you need to do to meet that goal. So you try and prepare as hard and as well as you can. You put 100% effort in, you give everything that you have, everything that you can possibly muster up, and even at times surpass what you previously thought was possible. And they get right up to the point of making this goal, and then it doesn't work out. You found out that at this given time, your best wasn't or isn't enough. This happens to everybody. When that happens, the first thing 
people think to do is they get sad, they get annoyed. Well, in actual fact, there's an argument made that the first thing you do is you blame other people, situations. So, for example, everything I trained for, everything I studied for, all the preparation that I done was for it to be this way. But something came in just towards the end that I didn't think was going to come in. And that's the reason I didn't succeed. Or um, our team prepared, prepared the best that we could possibly prepare and one of our guys or girls got sent off in the match. That's the reason that we lost the match. Now, of course, the only way you can ever get your goal is to give 100%. So one thing I suppose to just to backtrack a small bit is that if you have a goal or something you want to do, you have to give 100%. Even if you give everything you possibly have your whatever the goal is you're you're studying you're learning perhaps you're working out you're getting better maybe it's a boxing match maybe it's you're running to be elected maybe it's starting your own business it's irrelevant what the goal is you can give everything that you have and put in all the time and do everything precisely as perfect as possibly you could do it and it still doesn't mean that you're going to succeed of course, it's, it's, it's your only chance that you will succeed, but it doesn't mean that you will. This is where blame comes into it, I believe. And again, as I said at, at the very beginning, I think it's a good thing. So I'm going to have to probably back that up. Um, I think it's a good thing because if we couldn't blame something or someone, the chances of, of, of us trying again, or, or, or even the chances of us putting in the same effort again to do something would be much less if we couldn't attribute our failures to blame to blaming something else. And this has happened all over through human history. Look at the space program. Um, it didn't work. Oh, well, we're blaming. There's not enough rocket fuel here. Our, 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 our boxers going for a big heavyweight fight and they might lose and people say they're finished. And I think, no, well, I'm blaming that I, I didn't use my jab enough. And then the next fight to come out and guess what? They use their jab and they win. Um, but you'd be less likely to try if you couldn't blame anything and it was plain that it was your ineptness to complete the task. It'd be less inclined to try again. So blame is very, very important. Um, and it gives you kind of an out to come and try again. And people often try again. And as look, we all know to often succeed again. So I think it's a good thing. I think we all do it. Um, I know we all do it several times but everyone in the world has at least done it once when they failed for in, in something that was their own fault they blamed something else so what's that got to do with mental mental health awareness talk um you might ask and that's a very good question is that blame is a huge part of mental mental health issues um so I suppose another question you might ask is, well, people can attribute or blame their mental health issues to certain things. So, for example, if somebody comes back from war and have, uh, you know, PTS or if somebody um, was physically or sexually abused all their life, well, then that would be the reason um, that they have mental health issues. If somebody was in a car crash and they were the only survivor, the chances are they'd have mental health issues. And all of those things are correct. Uh, but down through the years of everything that I've read and particularly of all the people that I've spoken to at length everybody says the same thing so they get over the car crash and they don't for, forgive it or don't forget it but they, they move on with their lives um, so that trauma lasts a period of time but human beings are very resilient so what happens is you get over the car crash, but you're still suffering from mental health issues. If you were abused, anyone that I've spoken to has got over the abuse, as in like, it's not as if it's gone from their minds. Of course it's not, it's still there, but they've, 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 if you like drawn a line under it, this happened, it wasn't my fault, to understand the situation um, and to move on with their lives because people are very resilient but they still have mental health issues. Um, and I believe there's a reason for that. 
we have to distinguish the two things here. So there's something that causes mental health, and then there's your mental health issues. <clears throat> I'm sure it's not this way 100%, but every single person I've ever talked to, ever, has gotten over what caused the mental health problem in the first place. So the, the, the actual instigator of it has been sorted, but they still suffer from mental health. <clears throat> you can blame what got you your mental health issues on a person or a thing that may have caused them. But when you come to, you know, getting over that, as in moving on with your life, growing as a person, being stronger and moving on, you're still left with a mental health problem. Does that mean that you're not over? Psychiatrists always say, well, that means that you're not fully over it. I'm not sure that's true. From the people that I've spoken to, I'm not sure that's true. I think, I, I take people at the word, I think they are over it. But they're not over the mental health issue or the depression or whatever they have, they're not over that. <clears throat> the only way you can get over mental health, once you've got over the initial step of what caused it, that's first, you have to go and talk to someone about that. We, we know this. You have to find out why things happened and find out, you know, <clears throat> 99.9 times out of 100, it was never the person's fault. Probably 100 times out of 100. Eventually, they get over it. But you still have the mental health issues. So psychiatrists will always say, oh, well, uh, that's like, I, you know, uh, they'll always say, well, maybe you're not fully over it yet. Maybe you're holding deep-rooted um, hurt. And, and maybe that is true for some people, but I think the majority of the people are over it and they still suffer from mental health. The reason I think it is, is because, as again, they have someone to blame for what caused it, but they don't have anyone to blame for holding on to the mental health. So why have I still got it? Because the person you have to blame for that is yourself, is the truth. It's you. Once you have a mental health issue um, and, and once something happens that caused it, when you get over the mental health issue, you, you would imagine the mental health would go, your depression would go, but it doesn't go. It stays. As some people, it does go, and it's fine. Anyone I speak to, it stays. Why is it staying? Why is your body still in the funk of having mental health issues? Because the only person that can get rid of the mental health is you, which in turn means now you have to blame yourself. But we established earlier on, we, we, we don't blame ourselves. We blame other things all the time. We blame our teammates. We blame something that came out of the blue. If we're in a crash, perhaps we blame the driver. Certainly couldn't be moi. Definitely not. I found when I had depression, none of those things happened to me. But for me, it was death by a thousand cuts. I was shocked and stunned and bewildered to find out that when all my little things that were bothering me and made me have depression, the things I could blame, when I got over them, when they no longer mattered to me, when I had moved on, I still had mental health issues. I couldn't believe that. It was up to me to get rid of them. And to do that, I have to take responsibility. At that point, I have to take the blame that if I'm not getting better every day, I must take blame. Even though we do not like taking blame, it's in our DNA to blame other things. We've done it all through history and we will continue to do it. But to get out from mental health, when I realize, like if you are suffering from mental health now and you haven't gone over what uh, officially caused your mental health, well then this isn't for you. If you're someone who was abused and you're still in trauma over being abused and you're working on that, keep going and talk to someone, keep working on it. What I'm talking about now isn't about you, it isn't for you. I'm talking specifically to people who have got over the trauma that caused the mental health issue in the first place but still suffer from mental health. Maybe subconsciously you still blame what caused it, but if you're over that, you cannot blame it. You have to start blaming yourself. And as I read from the Oxford Dictionary there, blaming is to take a responsibility for a fault or a failure. And your fault or failure is, and my fault and failure was, a fault and failure 
to progressively try to get better. When I realized this, I, I, I wasn't happy because I knew that I was going to have to start looking within myself. I was going to have to start blaming myself. Um, so, for example, if I was having a really, really bad day and I didn't at least try to make it better, whose fault is that? Who, who do I blame now? Do I blame the next door neighbors? Do I blame what I think caused the depression when I'm over that? So I can't blame that. Do I blame the weather? Do I blame? Who do I blame? Or do I just take it? You have to blame somebody. You have, like there's, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So if I'm having a bad day and I'm over the trauma that caused the depression in the first place, who do I blame that I have a bad day now? <clears throat> or more importantly, who do I blame if I at least don't try to make the day better or put things in place, I blame myself because I'm not trying. I know people right now who suffer from mental health who are not trying to get better. They're just suffering. Um, some of them will say, I don't have the strength yet to try to get better. I have news for you. You will never have the strength to get better until you get better. You know, every day is the right day to start. Every time is the right time to start. It's like the chicken before the egg. When I get much stronger, I'll try my best to make myself, you know, to look into this depression and try to get out of it. But you won't get much stronger if you don't do those things first. It's like the horse before the cart. Uh, <clears throat> so I start blaming myself if I was having a bad day. Not in a, I'm blaming myself, I'm making myself worse. <clears throat> Not like that at all. As in a, what did you do today? Or what were you thinking of today? Or who did you surround yourself? And what type of energy was that person today? to make you feel like this? Is there anything you could take out of what you've done today that would lighten how you feel now and have a think about it and live with it and sit with it? <clears throat> Did you go drinking for the second day in a row and now you're feeling bad? You know, whose fault is that? Then it's the whole, well, I only went drinking because I felt bad. Do you know, so you're kicking the can down the road to do it the next day again. You have the kind of, I don't know, like if, you know, if you can picture setting your two feet down on the ground and be, be becoming one with the world and just, okay, I've been pushed down. I, I, I've been destroyed by this mental health. Now I'm going to start to fight back. So it's like a boxer even as well up against the ropes and the mental health has been hitting you all of the time. Once I think you start to take blame and responsibility for yourself, it's the first time I think that you, 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 you swing back. You don't automatically start winning. Of course you don't. But you definitely won't start winning if you don't swing back. Uh, I know that too well for myself and from other people. Uh, the hardest thing to do is to blame ourselves. And just that I made it clear if you're not over what caused your depression or your trauma yet, I am not talking to you. I'm not telling you to blame yourself for being sexually abused or for being in a car crash or for being beaten up or for being burgled or for being mugged or for being anything. Of course not. An idiot wouldn't do that. I'm saying if you've come to a place that you're over all of that, which a lot of people, nearly everyone gets to at some stage and you're still suffering from depression, you have to start asking different questions. If, if you're serious, if you're serious about getting better, you know, I remember sitting down in my apartment and thinking, okay, I'm over all the things that cause this. So why do I feel like shit? Why do I feel so bad? Maybe in a couple of years, you know, six months have passed then, maybe in a couple of years, I'll be okay. I'll be stronger. You won't be, you won't be stronger until you start doing the right things. Um, and the start of that is the hardest. Once you get into a roll, that's like everything. It's like a snowball going down a hill that turns into an avalanche or a big snowball. It's like, you know, you just can't 
very hard to start, <clears throat> but once you start doing it, you're okay. I suppose it's like running or it's like a mixed martial arts or swimming or playing chess or whatever it is you enjoy doing. You can't be good at it straight away. Um, if I had a bad day, I would look at myself and think, what did I do wrong that makes me feel really bad today? And nearly every single time I came up with something that I did that I shouldn't have done. You know, a, a, a lot of times my excuse was, well, I used to do that all the time. I say, yeah, well, that's when you weren't, when you were dealing with your depression and the stuff that caused it. Now that you've moved on from that, you can't use them as an excuse anymore, you know? Or you can't speak to somebody else and get them to agree with you. They're not feeling like you are. This is down to you. This is down to you. It's recovering from depression or mental health is a team event in the same way as playing darts is, is could be looked at as, as an event involving loads of people. At the end of the day, you're the one throwing the darts at the board. So <clears throat> I think taking responsibility and don't be afraid to blame yourself if, and it's out of character for us to blame ourselves as we spoke about already, but don't be afraid to blame yourself and say, okay, look, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. That's bad for me, and I know it. I'm not going to do that again. Will you do it again? Probably. But if you keep doing it, eventually, if you keep saying that you shouldn't have done it, eventually you'll stop. And that's one little tiny step of making yourself better. The reason I'm not going into individual things you can do is because we're all different, and I wouldn't insult your intelligence by telling you exactly what to do or exactly what I did, because you're different than me. One of the biggest hurdles that I found um, when I started to do this and I started to blame myself and I said, okay, now what I can do is I'm going to stop doing those things. I'm going to stop doing this thing. That person is no good for me. This situation is no good for me. I'm not happy when I come here. This makes me feel really, really low or really, really sad. Well, this makes me feel happy. I smile. Well, why don't I do that more often? Because it takes effort. That's not an excuse. Blame myself for being lazy. Okay, well, let's do that more often. Let's not do this as often. Let's, and eventually you keep doing it. <clears throat> you start growing stronger. Now you're strong enough to start dealing with stuff. And the next thing that comes into someone's mind while they're getting better is shame. Hey, how are things? This is just a quick message to say thank you to everybody who has supported the podcast so far. If you would like to donate to the podcast, you can do so through PayPal. You can find us at paypal.me forward slash clockwork junkie. That's paypal.me forward slash clockwork junkie. Thank you. So when we talk about shame, we talk about you know, bringing shame on the family or what it means to be ashamed. Um, again, the Oxford Dictionary says, shame is a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. It's also a loss of respect or esteem, dishonor. A person, an action or situation that brings a loss of respect or honor and a regrettable or unfortunate situation or action now, anyone who suffered, ever suffered from mental health issues will tell you that you feel awful shame for the things that you said to people, for the things that you've done, um, a lot of times also for the things that you didn't do, that you said you were going to do. Um, I missed stag do's, christenings, um, birthday parties, all of those things. So when you're suffering from depression and when you're in the stage one where you're trying to get over it and before you start to take the blame or responsibility on yourself to get better, when you eventually start getting better, you hit this shame kind of a paradox whereby you're now not ashamed of what you're doing now. In actual fact, you're very proud of yourself. You feel really, really good and you're working on yourself. It's not always going well but you're working on yourself. And then you start to rationalize all the stuff that you've done while you were feeling really bad. 
and the shame is incredible. The arguments you caused, the things you said to people that you loved. Um, and sometimes, and I've certainly talked to people who, when they went past the blame stage and got to the shame stage, they were so ashamed of everything that they went back to the blame stage. That can easily be done. You can easily do that. Um, shame is just such a horrible thing and, and it's hard. It's like a, a, people say, I have butterflies in my stomach. It, it's like an eagle in your stomach. How did I say that to this person? This is a really good friend or this is a family member. Why did I react that way? Or, you know, this person has, has always known me as being reliable and trustworthy and perhaps even courageous and, and you know, someone that could be counted on. And I let them down several times. The shame is incredible, like, you know, and people might think that, you know, eventually if you get to a certain way, people might think that, well, once you say it to that person, the person normally says, well, I didn't realize how you were feeling. I didn't realize you were suffering from mental health. And now that I do, I can understand why you've done some of those things. And I, for one, forgive you, or I'm not mad, I'm not mad at you anymore. And that nearly always happens. Doesn't always, but it nearly always happens. And you might think that's the key to it, it all. And it is. <clears throat> but only about 5%. Just because you feel shame, just say about letting down a friend, for example. When you speak to the friend and the friend forgives you and understands completely, like genuinely forgives you and understand, understands. The shame is not gone because the other 90%, the other 95% of the shame is in you. And if you've suffered from depression or mental health illness for a long time, you have been shamed dozens of times. You've, you've done things that are shameful hundreds of times, perhaps even thousands of times, depending on the length. Uh, that's something that you remember. It's really, really hard to get to get past that. And, and sometimes there's a... I know people this second who are still in that situation uh, who just can't get past the shame of the stuff that they said or the stuff that they've done or, you know, um, it's so hard to get by it. I look back now, like, I think, God, I don't know how, thanks but God, I got past that stage because, you know, we all like to think that we're righteous people, we're proud people, that we do what's right for other people. Um, what's right for ourselves and maybe even the community around us, not to get too much into it, but. And when you're in a state of mental health illness, you will do anything to survive. Anything. Some people kill themselves. It's that hard. You'll do anything to survive. Then when you're coming out of it, you think you're making big progress and, and you are, but you're hit with a bombshell of shame and it is the most disgusting feeling and you wear it like a skin i know there's people listening to this now that know exactly what i'm talking about there's people who have got over this stage there's people who haven't got to this stage yet and there's people who are just right in this stage now it's incredible how it makes you feel the thing that i want to say about it is the following If you forget about mental health issues for a minute, there isn't a human alive that isn't ashamed of themselves sometimes, a lot of times. Some things that you feel aren't really big things. Other people would die of complete mortification and feel ashamed for weeks later. Feeling ashamed or being ashamed is very subjective to the individual. So I was ashamed so many times of the stuff that I said to people and did to people. Um, and some of them, you know, wasn't even that bad. But I'm ashamed of them because me being 100% would never say or do anything like that. Um, certainly wouldn't let you down. That's for sure. That's one of the big things about me when we speak about honour. I, I pride myself. No one else does. Nobody else cares. But I pride myself on that. I'm trustworthy and that I'm honest, and that I have honor. If I say I'll do something, I'll do it. If you tell me not to say something, I won't. If you, uh, 
if you loan me money and I have to have it back by 12 o'clock on Thursday, I'll be there at 11.50. I'll, I'll, you know, I, I'm reliable, you know? There's comfort in me. I think. But when I was suffering from depression, there wasn't. And I know now that that's okay. But there's, there's, there's loads of people make uh, do things that bring them shame. Loads of people do things that they're not happy with. Um, people who never had depression, people who are fine. You can go to a multi-millionaire who's famous. I guarantee you they're ashamed of loads of stuff. So it's not that uncommon. Um, but it, we'll just go back into the mental health side of it. Um, and, and I'm very aware. And if you thought it was just you that thought that uh, once you bring it up to the person and the person forgives you, the shame doesn't go away. That was a surprise for me, by the way. I didn't think that. I thought once I dealt with everything, like recovering from depression was a, to say like was a journey. It was a journey. And, and, and I kept coming into pit stops that I didn't expect. I thought the hard thing was to get over it. And once I was over it, I found that I was halfway there. And I, I, I didn't like that, you know. I really didn't like that. I felt cheated. You know, I was nearly going to blame it, going back to the blaming thing. Um, shame is one of the hardest emotions, feelings to get over. But I'm going to be rough here and say you just have to get over it. Um, live with it. You won't get better if you don't live with the things that you've done wrong. I've spoke to people with depression long before I started this podcast. The podcast is a year old. I've spoke to people daily. Um, so many stories, so many people just like me. And the shame is the killer. If you you will not get better until you learn to live with the shame. What I like to tell myself that is the thing that I'm going to be ashamed the most of in my life, I haven't done it yet. So try try not to worry about it too much. It's a it's just a feeling that you can't you just can't shake off. You might wake up in the middle of the night and maybe you know that you might feel for anxiety towards it you know um like this has happened probably two years ago you're waking up feeling anxious about it you can't go you can't go back to sleep because of something you said or something you've done or or like my big thing was somebody that i let down that was that that look we all have our own thing i'm not saying yours is mine i can only talk about mine was letting people down um and and the funny thing is was for me and a lot of people i talk to it isn't that we want people to see us a certain way and we fell below that standard and that's why we're shameful. That's a small bit of it. It's that we hold ourselves to a certain level of what we believe we are and then we've let people down, which in turn means we've let ourselves down and the shame is just incredible. There isn't a whole lot of people talking about mental health that talk about shame. I don't know why. Maybe they never had it. What I found, and anyone in my situation knows what I'm saying is correct, but if you're not there yet, is that over time, the shame maybe doesn't get smaller, but your tolerance to living with it gets bigger, if that makes any sense. Um, the only way to, to um, like, if you've let a friend down, for example, which was my thing, was when I got better, I could do more stuff for them. And then it's like a weighing scales. I shame myself here, but now I'm doing this. And eventually it starts going back into the balance that you perceive is good enough for you. So you no longer feel as ashamed as you did. Like I look back even, I could look back now and think of one or two things that I said or, or someone that I let down and I nearly, like I wince, I cringe. Even now, and I'm better, better, you know? It's uh, it's not easy. It's very, very hard to navigate. Um, you will come across, once you get over what's wrong with you and what's causing 
you to feel mental health uh, issues, depression, whatever it is. Once you get over that and park it, once you take responsibility and start blaming yourself if you're not doing things that's good for you because it's your fault then, that's it. Stop blaming other people. It's your fault. Once you get past that, now you're ashamed of your life of everything that you've done in all this phase. Unfortunately, there's no quick fix. You can't build a time machine and go back and undo those things. You have them done. You need to just prove that, um, you know, if, if I suppose if you can put it to a way that a sports star plays whatever game it is really, really well, and then they're found out they're doing drugs, so they're banned for a year, just say, and then they come back, they're ashamed of their existence. So do they come back and whinge? No, while they're feeling ashamed, train and train and train and often, often come back better. And that's all you can do. And I feel that the shame is great in a way because it makes you not make as many mistakes in the future or not make as many bad decisions. And I think it keeps you, like I don't really think about it anymore, to be honest. But I know that there's a lot of things that I wouldn't do now that I would have done prior because I know that uh, it just doesn't work for me. But you will find shame. There's, uh, as of yet, I haven't come up with how to cure it. Um, it's just something that you'll have to live with. You'll have to realize that you weren't 100% yourself when you've done the things whilst you were having mental health issues that made you ashamed in the first place. And keep in mind there's people who are just bad people that do stuff that they should be ashamed of all their life and it never enters their head. So nobody's perfect. People who would never have mental health issues are ashamed all the time as well. So just because you've made mistakes while you were suffering with a disease and it, and it is a disease, once, you're, uh, once you get yourself back, okay, the shame is going to be there. You're going to have to go through it and live with it. And as I said, it doesn't grow smaller. I think your tolerance to it grows bigger. So that being said, what do I mean by playing the game? Many years ago, I wrote a song called Playing the Game. And one of the lyrics in it is, it's all about the fight when you're playing the game. It's all about the thrill of going insane. It's all about the fight when you're playing the game. Don't always have to lose. That's all I'm saying. This was before I ever had depression. There's no truer words in the world. And this segment of the talk is where I'd like to have a bit of fun, be myself. Um, look, we're lucky if we live to be 100 years of age. That's it. We're very lucky. So I'm 44 now. Best, and I mean best case scenario, I have 56 years left. I'd be surprised if I get another 44. I hope I do. But I'd be surprised if I do. Although everything I said about blame and everything I said about shame is 100% true. A, because I've been through it. And B, because I've talked to so many people who've been through it all around the world. Those two are facts. I'm sure you'll find a paper somewhere that's, that will disagree with everything I say. That's what peer review is. People agree and disagree to do their own research. My research is 10 years living with depression. So I feel I'm entitled to have my opinion. So everything as I said about blame and shame is absolutely correct. But in the context of we're all going to die, does it really matter? And I don't mean, I, I don't mean that in a sad way. I mean it in, in a good way. To enjoy your life. What's so wrong with doing things that make you ashamed? Well, they don't feel great, but in the grand scheme of things, um, like, did have you helped someone? Have you donated to charity? Were you good for a friend? Did you help a friend out? Did you go out of your way to help somebody who could give you absolutely nothing in return? <clears throat> yes, I did. But I also blamed myself from the first off, and I was also ashamed first off. Okay, well, you're playing the game, the, the game of life. You can't be right all the time. You can't do the right thing. I am better now from depression. I'm working on it every day still. Every single day I work on it. 
I have bad days still, but I know how to deal with them. And touch wood, to this point, I've been really, really successful doing it. But will I do things that are wrong in the future? I hope not, but I can tell you now, the answer is yes. Yes, I will. 100%. And many of them. And, and more power to me. And will I be ashamed about them afterwards? Probably yes. And more power to me again. Or will I do nice things? Will I help people? Will I be kind? Will I be uh, emotionally there for someone? Perhaps empathetic? Yes. Well, more power to me then. What you have to realize, and what we have to realize, is that we're human. We're going to make mistakes all of the time. Nobody's perfect. I don't care who your idol is. And you watch them and they speak. And they speak so well. And they look like they've everything together. And they have the big house and the big car and the good job and the beautiful wife or the beautiful husband or the, the 2.4 kids, the picket fence, fucking money in the bank. Irrelevant. They're not perfect all the time. Probably less than you are. We're... We are perfect in our imperfections. <clears throat> Some of the best people I know have suffered great loss, <clears throat> great hurt, mental health issues, trauma. They're still nice people. Just because you went through depression, mental health, BPD, OCD, uh, schizophrenia irrelevant of what you went through it doesn't make you bad they're afflictions as i say they chose they chose you you didn't choose them that's the truth you didn't wake up one day and say i'd love now to suffer for the next 11 years with mental health issues of course you didn't it happened i suffered from mental health depression for 10 years that is terrible when I look at that, I think of, well, isn't that such a waste of 10 years of my life that for no reason that I caused, um, I've lost 10 years of my life. But I, if I live to be 90, does that mean I could have 80 good years? If you were offered that on the day of your birth, would you have taken it? You probably would. So it's about playing the game. And... One very important way to play the game, and anyone who listens to my podcast is going to put their hands through the screen now and strangle me. The best way to play the game is to look after yourself. Put yourself first. I will keep saying it until I'm blue in the face. That's how you play the game. So I'll give you an example. If I have a really, really bad day with mental health now, or even then, but I'm going to speak about now, because I keep it present. If I have a really bad day with mental health now, I accept that I had a bad day. I don't go into a bad funk and think, oh my God, I thought I was better, and here it is coming back to haunt me now, and five billion thoughts that are irrelevant. What actually happened was I had a bad day. So I don't try to worry about it too much. I acknowledge it. I try to make it that little bit better if I can. But I move on. On the other side of that coin, if I have an amazing day, and I, one of the best things that I think you can do is help somebody that you don't need to help, who can never pay you back, you might end up feeling like a hero after you do something like that. But I always think of it, of it, that was a good day for me. They won't all be good days. So I acknowledge it and I move on. So rather than a big high and a low low and kind of meandering on a borderline, I don't get too excited if things go well. And I most certainly don't absolutely lose myself if things go slightly wrong because that's the way it's going to be for the rest of my life. And that's the way it's going to be for the rest of your life. 
So if you want to be like the Tasmanian devil, get big highs and big lows, and you're in for a whirlwind of a life, most of it miserable. If you can play the game, and it is a game, life, a cruel game sometimes, but I've looked at it as a game even when I was younger. There's so many things that people think are very important about life that do not matter. I see advertisements all the time telling me these are the things I have to have if I'm to feel like a real man, if I'm to feel important, if I'm to feel uh, sexually attractive to the opposite sex, if I have to smell good, if I want to uh, show my dominance, these are the things I have to do. No, I'm so sorry. I don't have to do any of those things at all whatsoever. All I have to do is be the best that I can be on that day so if i have a bad day the best i can do is to mind myself look after myself treat myself as if i'm somebody that i love and play that game that day if i'm having an absolutely fantastic day and everything is going for me well then i play the game that day well that day i can help you i can collect you i can maybe have extra money and you need you know I might not be that person the next day, you know, but overall, you're that person, you know, like if you're learning to drive a car and you sit in and you learn how to use the gears, well, the next day you can't drive. The next day you might get in and learn about indicators and they're all little, small little things, but over all of those days, eventually you can learn how to drive and you're okay at everything. That's what playing the game is. Um, and I mentioned at the very start of this talk that if you try your best by your best I mean some days you'll be good some days you won't that's your best your best isn't well I wasn't good for the 100 days I tried of course you weren't you're not a machine your best includes good days and bad days but if you try your absolute best to do a particular goal, it still doesn't mean that you're going to get that goal or you're going to accomplish it. But you definitely won't get it unless you try and give your best. And I always think that if you're playing the game and you stay in the game, like the lyric said, you don't always have to lose. Eventually you'll win. You may lose again. Eventually you'll win. One of the things that I found when I came out of depression and my mental health got really, really strong at the start was that I was almost afraid <clears throat> or maybe afraid is the wrong word. Apprehensive is the right word. I was apprehensive, apprehensive to try things because I failed because I'd been through so much. I didn't want to put myself out there and not that other people would know. Uh, I would know. You know, I would know. And that's worse for me. It always has been. Um, I was afraid to put myself out there because I'd been through so much. And then I thought like, like if, 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 if I don't try, like I definitely can't win. I can't win if I don't, I can't get anything. I can't get someone on my podcast if I don't ask. I, I, I can't do anything if I don't try. So I decided I'm going to play the game and I'm going to always always try, uh, steeped from head to toe in the knowledge that even if I do my best, it doesn't mean I'll succeed. But I definitely won't succeed if I don't try my best. When I do succeed, I don't lose the run of myself. I did well. That worked out. Enjoy it. Absolutely enjoy it. And move on to the next thing. If I fail... It doesn't mean I'm a failure. It doesn't mean that my best isn't good enough ever. It means on that given time, it didn't work out. So I don't lose the run of myself. I pick myself back up and go again. A lot of people blame stuff for the depression. And a lot of times there is stuff that needs to be blamed. Anyone who ever recovers eventually gets to a point where they don't forgive, they don't forget, they move on with their lives. 
they're the very words they use to me to move on they still have depression or mental health it's a shock then what you need to do is you need to work on yourself start taking accountability responsibility and blaming yourself of why are you feeling so bad if what caused it is now gone behind you you need to find out why you're feeling so bad that's on you you need to start working on that when you do work on that and you get past all of that the shame is incredible this is a time thing keep just plodding along keep trying to improve yourself keep trying to do well um those mistakes are there you might have let somebody down you might have said something you might have done something you can't change that all you can do is be the person that you're becoming and hope that that will be enough and it will be enough play the game every day if you get up in the morning it's a saturday you feel really really bad the mental health issues isn't back your whole life isn't over uh if you wake up and you feel really guilty about something or really ashamed about something you've done while you were in the thralls of mental health, the shame is not back. It's just that day. Compartmentalize it into that day. Very soon you'll be okay. Move on again. Likewise, if you wake up and you're absolutely buzzing, everything's going your way, you're having the best day ever, have it enjoy it enjoy every second of it please every single second of it and what's more bring as many people with you as you can but don't lose the run of yourself because if you lose the run of yourself and get too excited when you have a bad day you think how is this happening i'll tell you how it's happening because it's life you're in this game called life and you're lucky enough to be here for a hundred years maximum and you're allowed to play play the game Play to the best of your ability. You won't always score. You won't always win the trophy. Sometimes you will. That's okay. Thank you so much for listening to this Mental Health Awareness Talk. My name is Mark McCormack. The Clockwork Junkie podcast is out every Monday and Wednesday on YouTube. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.